Hello. Welcome. I am still your host, Shana Worsham, and this is still Go for Set Deck Podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. I hope everyone is getting ready for this really busy holiday season that's coming up. Very exciting things like holidays and food. And cookies is a big favorite of mine, as well as pie. We had a pie day in the office this week because it's our last week of work for a little bit. And before we go into the holidays, my coworkers thought it would be fun to do a pie day. And it was amazing. And I felt like I was going to die because I couldn't stop myself from trying every single pie that existed on earth. And that's a legit fact right there, straight from the horse's mouth. All right. Well, we have quite a difficult topic today. It is not fun it's not light, and it's quite wordy mouthy with a side of lecture. So I don't know how much you're going to love it, and I'm great at selling podcasts, so I just said that to everyone listening, and that's great. But here we go. We're going to talk about gun safety and Helena Hutchins, who has tragically lost her life on the movie set Rust. Of course, everyone knows at least a little bit about the story, the one with Alec Baldwin being the shooter of the accidental suspected live round that took Helena's life. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a background on the story and just kind of the news that's that's known today, and it's an ongoing investigation, so there's a lot of wordy words that I shall be using that sounds like legal jargon because it is. And something else that will follow it is we're going to do some protocols on set when you are in props, set deck, or any anyone that's working around the guns or has some training and background knowledge with it, which is most people in those departments because if you're in certain unions in certain places, like LA has contract services where we have to take safety classes. And one of them is a gun safety class and you have to take it every three years. So it's a great little uh, memory refresher, but I wanted to just put in some bullet points. So it's just more common knowledge. We're making it more known. And if anyone doesn't have access to safety courses, I've got a link that I can share with you at the end of this episode about some free ones. But bear with me. This is a doozy. All right. On the set of Rust, Helena tragically died, and Alec Baldwin was, as I said, the actor holding the gun that had suspected live rounds in it. While he was shooting towards the camera, he also injured Joel Souza, and I might be saying his last name incorrectly because I couldn't find a video of the correct pronunciation of it. The armorer who was hired to handle the guns on the film Rust is Hannah Gutierrez. She's 24 and she is the daughter of a veteran armorer. Hannah says that she was working two positions on the film. I believe that's indicating that she was doing props and she was armoring. And she also mentioned that she has no idea where the live rounds came from. 
It's been proven that if the gun had been properly checked for the live round, that it would have been caught. So there's an investigation that went on to prove that. And it's it's really unfortunate that the safety protocols weren't followed in order to prevent this whole thing from happening. Because I think a lot of people downplay how small of a film community world we have is or how, how small it really is. Um, and so when we feel a loss, it just feels really intensely heavy. And we all feel it because we're like family. You spend... 60 plus hours with these people. And even if you've had one movie experience with them, you feel like you know them really well because of, of the hours that you spend, you become family with them. So it's, it hurts the hearts of all of us. And I know I speak for so many people from the film industry that our condolences go to her friends and family. There was a, a camera operator that had spoken out about gun safety on set to a production manager the weekend before Helena died. A half dozen camera crew operators actually walked off the set to protest the conditions on the film rust a few hours before the incident happened. There had been two prop gun discharges that had happened before the incident that took Helena's life. So Two separate incidences happened before Alec was given yet another loaded gun with a, a suspected live round. I'm not here to make anyone's life difficult, and I'm not trying to portray Hannah in a bad light, but there does need to be some responsibility taken, especially with the injuries that happened, because Helena doesn't get to come back to set and doesn't get to come back to work, doesn't get to see any more sunsets and any more sunrises. And I definitely do feel like there is some accountability that needs to be upheld from the production company, from the first AD, from Hannah herself. And I feel like it's really unfortunate that someone with such a young career is put in this place because I do, I do empathize and I do feel like that's a rough place to be in. And it's hard to be one of the most hated people on set. Um, but really, at the end of the day, someone lost their life. And that's not something that you can just blink away, I guess. So I'll say that. Um, a little off topic, but we are going down roads. Alex's stunt double was handed a gun. He was told that it was cold, meaning no live ammunition. In this incident, it's one of the two prior that happened before Helena's incident. No one was injured, and that incident was not further investigated. So basically, the exact same thing that happened to Alec happened to this stunt guy, except the gun went off and did not hurt anyone. So I'm just going to say that. There was a crew member that had said that there were no safety meetings to address the issue in general. So you had a gun go off on set. It was unexpected, and it was the actor was told, the stunt double in this case, was told that the gun was cold. And there was no safety addresses to the incident. There was no explanation. No one further looked into why there was a live round in the cartridge or why it went off and fired the way it did. 
So that's troubling. Rust Production said that the crew's safety is their main concern and they had not received any complaints. But yet they lost a lot of their crew members that morning before the incident because they had decided to walk due to unsafe working conditions. It's a very political answer that Rust Productions has put out there, and I understand that they can only do political right now, but it sounds a little incorrect. Criminal charges are on the table, said Santa Fe's first judicial district attorney, Mary Carmack. So I think things are happening and there's legal action that's starting to take hold. Dave Halls is the AD who handed the gun and announced that it was cold. He has hired one of the top criminal defense lawyers that exist. And Hannah, the armorer, has as well. So that's kind of the case that we've seen in a lot of the interviews and a lot of the articles that I've personally read have mostly just been pretty vague. And I think it's just because it's an open investigation. But there's definitely been past events where we have had incidents on set where Actors have lost their lives where people have gotten hurt. It's definitely good to um, just practice the rules that we have in place for safety. Remind each other that there needs to be accountability with the safety on set. Armors are a very important job. We need to make sure that they are not working double positions in a Western that features lots of guns. And in just in general, you don't want to have dual positions for one person because things get a little bit harder to maintain the right protocol. All right, so we're going to get into the heavy class side of things where I basically am just going to sit here and lecture you with my notes about guns on set. It's going to be really fun for you, I hope. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you won't. And I have the most insane looking notes that I am supposed to remember how I wrote them in order to read them back to you, and it's going to be a mystery. All right, we're on this adventure together, and uh, let's do it. A little bit of a reminder is that the first AD is our safety advocate on set. They're the person that runs meetings before filming and would report any safety concerns to the UPM or the line producer. And another thing that I also want to mention is stunt coordinators have a lot of safety responsibility. These two positions have every right to shut down a show due to unsafe working conditions, and their crew should always back them on this. Just I know it seems like common sense, and I know sometimes the these things that I say in episodes feel redundant, but sometimes those are the things that you forget the fastest because they are the most common things that you hear. It's like when you're riding in an airplane and you've seen the safety video one million times, but you don't know where your exit row is that you should run to if the plane goes down because you weren't actually listening to it and it started to fall by the wayside. And, you know, there's always going to be that one time 
where that one thing happens to you and let's not have it be guns and safety. Anyways, getting back to it. Also, as an informed union member and a non and even non-union members, if you are ever witnessing something that's unsafe on set, number one, speak up, talk about it with your fellow crew members, make sure that you are saying something because you're seeing it and you know that it's wrong. If you speak up and you mention it to the first AD or someone that's in a position to resolve the unsafe working situation, like heads of the department that the problem is within, you can also call it in. There's a safety hotline that's posted up in every studio and is very easy to access. Call it in. You can be anonymous. It can be something as easy as that. Call it into your union. Call it into the safety hotline. And number three, if you feel like you're not being heard and no one's taking something as serious as you are that you feel is unsafe, walk away. Just walk. No production is worth your life. Not a single fucking one. So, with that being said, gun safety on set. There are protocols that we make a priority when people are joining the union for them to know. Just because if there's ever guns on set, these are the pretty basic rules. Rule number one, no armorer should ever, 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 this is a never do, never, ever, ever bring a live round on set. There's no exceptions to this rule. Live ammunition is not welcome on set. It never has been. It never will be. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Number two, blank ammunition is separated out from all other props. Blank ammunition should always be separated out from all other props. And it has to be always clearly marked. And you have to make sure that it's kept in a dry space. And I'm not going to go into the long list of rules for blanks and how you store them. But someone who handles the guns, which is the armorer, is the only person that should ever be touching those blanks unless they have an assistant that they are also delegating these tasks to. It should not be the AD. It should not be the props person. It should not be anyone but that armor or the person that the team that the armor is working with. The gun should never, ever, ever be pointed at anyone. Ever, 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 ever. (sighs) This is also why it's so frustrating that these things happened on Alec Baldwin's set because all of these rules are the very basics and if they had been followed there's no way that the incident would have happened the way it did the reason why we don't ever point the gun at anyone is because they're well number one safety obviously but that's the whole reason that we have cheat angles and that's why when we do shots and we plan shots and you need a shot directly a gun shot directly and pointed directly to camera 
when you do that, you just don't, you set up the camera and you don't have anyone at that camera. It's a safety protocol that seems like a very easy one to abide by because your crew should be your main priority. Your safety of your crew should be your main priority and everything that you get in the footage is bonus. I'm sure a lot of people want to break this rule, like cinematographers while they're setting up. They're like, no, 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 it's fine. I've done a hundred of these. It'll be fine. But you don't have lacks in situations like this. Don't move that camera in front of a prop gun. Don't let someone aim it at you. No reason for it. All crews should remain at least 20 feet away from the gun that's on set. Different parts of the country, and I can't speak for overseas, but different parts of the country have different rules on how far away you need to be. And I know that this class that I'm getting this from is an East Coast class and that the 20-foot rule changes between different regions. So that is, it's a loose one, but 20 feet. Stay away from the gun. Basically, long and short, don't go near that gun. All right. To give you a little bit of a backstory or a cautionary tale, if you will, about why we have adapted some of these rules, I have a a nice little story time break. There was a TV show called Cover Up, and in 1984, the 26-year-old John Eric Hexum shot himself on set and died. He had been joking around with a loaded prop pistol that contained blanks. He put the gun up to his head and pulled the trigger. The impact of the blast fractured his skull, driving a bone fragment into his brain and caused massive hemorrhaging. He died six days after impact. No one had been supervising the firearm, and there was certain people, I believe it was the producers, who felt they didn't need to hire an armorer because they felt that the scene was supposed to be, quote-unquote, a simple scene. So, if we think about that, it was an a mishandled firearm that goes off with a blank because there's different blanks that you would use for different situations, and you never want to joke around with a gun on set. It's not for fun. It's not something that should be considered a toy, which in guns in general, you don't want to consider them toys when you're dealing with anything dangerous. But um, I'm not here to lecture you about your life choices. I'm just going to go over a couple more notes about the rules in a little more details about having guns on set and what these classes would have in them. Number one, firearm safety experts would be an armorer, a weapons handler, a firearm safety coordinator. These are all different titles that would be your firearm safety expert on set. Different titles, different areas, different regions, all that. They vary from location to location. And Your prop master is generally responsible for the safe use of firearms when real 
And when real firearms, wow, that is hard to say, real firearms, when real firearms, ooh, that got me. When real firearms are being handled or blanks are being fired, a union armorer is advised to be present. Never load more blanks than what is called for in a scene into your firearm. All blanks must be fired first before any other action happens. Keep firearms unloaded when not in use. Safely secure all guns and all replicas when not in use. This means a locked cabinet, folks. Even if it's on your truck, even if you're just leaving it with the liftgate open and it's in a container and it's not seen, make sure it's locked. You never know what can happen. All right. Good question that you didn't ask, but I'm going to answer. What is a blank. A blank has no bullet, but it does contain gunpowder and a primer. Blanks usually contain two to three times as much gunpowder as live cartridges and are crimped to contain the excess gunpowder. The primary flash caused from a blank is a result of burning gunpowder inside the barrel that explodes outward. And Fun fact, the two most commonly used guns on set are revolvers and semi-automatic pistols. You're welcome for fun facts. A little surprise for you. What can we use on set instead of blank ammunition? I'm so glad you asked me. Empty or firearm replicas and CGI muzzle flashes. So you can always compromise with adding some CGI gun muzzle flash situations. Wow, I am just an artist with words, let me tell you guys. The <laughs> the benefits that you get from using CGI muzzle, muzzle flashes paired with empty or replica firearms is that there's no possible chance that something's going to go awry and you still want someone who knows what they're doing handling those prop guns, but there's no ammunition and no risk of hurting someone with CGI. The solution to future sets and future movie makers and all situations in the future moving forward to have absolutely no risk on set would be to go the CGI route. And if there's any set that has guns and blanks and there's scenes where these things are happening, you got to have an armorer and you want to hire someone who's got the safety courses under their belt and really understands the idea of, of the risk that they have if there's any negligence. I can't imagine losing a coworker a family member or a friend to something that feels so senseless. And I mean, my heart goes out to Alec Baldwin because incidentally, this has turned into a really life ruining moment for everyone involved. And I really do hope people can come around and understand that he was handed a gun that he does not have the training to check, to make sure the correct things are in there. I'm not saying that this needs to change for the actor's responsibility, but 
I think we all just need to do better and make sure that we don't have loss of life on our sets as best we can. If you are interested in more of the really meaty courses about gun safety on set and you want to check it out more and maybe you want to learn more about how blanks are made and what the process is of making them and how to store guns properly on a truck or I don't know maybe you just want to talk about guns a lot in this course with yourself I'm not here to judge you there's a firearm safety course that is through the IATSE training trust fund so it's free for IATSE members through their safety first program be nice if I could read my own writing right and if you're non-union I don't actually know what the process is of taking that course there might be a fee involved but um, I just registered with my two unions and it was a free course that I took to check it out and make sure things were cool before I recommended it to anyone so I shall attempt to link it on the show notes to the IOTC's training trust fund but the safety first program it comes out it comes up pretty easily if you google it. it has all the information that you'll you can take all kinds of courses it doesn't have to be gun safety but this is a gun safety episode so here we are being wordy mouthy and lecturing ta-da full circle so there's that i am so glad you guys are checking out these episodes and hanging out with me through all this process of the ratification and our coordinator episodes. And I just want to make sure that since we are about to come up on Thanksgiving, that you know that I am thankful for you. And that sounds cheesy as fuck, but it's true. It's true. I check out what my average listeners are on the daily and it's 95% women. And I love that. So hello, ladies. And to the 5% dudes that are in their 35 to 44 range, sup. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming here and checking out this podcast. I really do. I really do mean it when I say that it it means a lot to me. It's something that I will never stop saying. So I hope you get used to it. But I also wanted to sort of announced that I'm going to be traveling for all of December. So this is your last episode that will be new in the year 2021. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's taken you through all the emotions. Maybe you didn't consider being an empathetic person before this moment, but because you're listening to this still, I doubt that that is the reason. But thank you. And I will see you guys in 2022. How fun does that sound? 2022. 2022. I'm into it. I think it's going to be a great year. We're going to have great things happen. And I'm pumped. I'm stoked. It's going to be great. A couple more things. If you have someone in your life and you're struggling to keep them in your life and you're fighting for it, and you're forcing it almost. Just know that you can love someone so much and you're not meant to have them in your life. And that's okay. Random little note, side fact, 
emotions, feelings. We're doing all the things today. I'm still Shayna Worsham. You're still listening to Go For Set Deck Podcast. And you still know that you can find me on Instagram, which is Go For Set Deck. And you can email us at goforsetdeckpodcast.gmail. We love all of our friends at Patreon. We can't appreciate you anymore. I say we when it's really me, just pretending like we're a bigger operation over here than just my cats in my closet. Um, thank you so much. Have great holidays. I'm sending all of my best wishes to you and yours. And don't forget to be an exceptional human. Bye-bye.